The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today we're talking about rejection. I mean, no one is immune to rejection. Even the most beautiful people, the most talented people in the world have been rejected in, in one way or another. I mean, when you put yourself out there, when you want something, you have to take risks. And when you do that, you're very likely to face a no. You're going to get shut down. There's going to be people out there who you're just not what they're looking for. So unless you're living like a very safe, mundane kind of life, rejection is unavoidable. But it doesn't have to hurt. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So back in 2015, I watched this TED Talk. By the way, I'm obsessed with watching TED Talks, but I watched this TED Talk that had a really profound impact on the way I perceived rejection. That TED Talk was with a gentleman by the name of Jai Jing. So I reached out to him which is kind of funny because I reached out to him knowing, you know what, I'm going to ask him to do an interview with me, but he might reject me. But I was okay with whatever the outcome was because really from watching that TED Talk, I really learned to frame rejection very differently. Now, whether you've heard his TED Talk or heard his story, this one is worth listening to more than once. Ladies and gentlemen, Jia Jing. Ja, it's Shalene. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Shalene? I'm awesome. Congratulations on the new baby. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So are things pretty chaotic at your house today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> today is the first weekday after the baby was born. And as you can imagine, we just came back from the hospital yesterday. Wow. And today I'm on your show. So uh, yeah, it's chaotic to say the least. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And guess what? My lifers love to support dads. So lifers, how about we all make sure that we go to Jaws website and support a guy who's just a great dad. And this is baby number two, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Every time there's a baby, something crazy is happening in my life, you know. So last time I was started my business, you know, when the baby came out. And this time I'm <laughs> launching my book. So yeah, it's crazy things are ha- happening. It's not funny how that happens. Yeah. Well, that's how I found you. I love watching TED Talks and I stumbled upon a TED Talk with you and I was like, okay, he's super funny and he's speaking my language And I love what you stand for. And I watched that video. And when you filmed it, I believe you were in the middle of an experiment. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it was almost two years ago. And it was called 100 Days of Rejection. It's basically me starting a video blog where I would film myself every day to go out there to get rejected by people. I would try a new idea every day, you know, just as crazy as possible to see if how can I get rejected. And the whole reason was because I was so afraid of rejection. And I did this as a way to 
strengthen myself and not be afraid anymore and you know maybe to uh, desensitize myself from the pain now were you I have to ask because when I was watching your talk I thought to myself well filming a video blog how do you make money from that like how were you thinking that was going to be a business I didn't I didn't at the time sometimes okay. you know if I constantly think about you know how do I monetize this that it was probably you know, a lot of things I would do differently. But the thing is, at the time, I just want to do something cool. And, uh, <laughs> and and I want to do something that's helpful for me, first of all. You know, I mean, they said the best businesses are like things that solve a problem, right? This thing solved a problem for me, which is my fear of rejection. You know, I wanted to get rejected. I wanted to not be afraid anymore because I felt I lived in that fear all my life. So that's why I did it without thinking too much about business. Then it eventually turned into something that I feel there's a huge market for, and that's something I'm building right now. That is so inspirational. Lifers, hold on to that. I mean, think about what he just said. I didn't know what it was. I didn't plan for it necessarily to monetize. I wanted to do something cool, something that helped people, something I knew, something I knew was was helping me. And I just can't even tell you how many entrepreneurs, really successful entrepreneurs I've met who their journey started that way. I just had Pat Flynn on the show. His incredible business started exactly like that. So for those of you who are like, I have this itch, this desire to do my own thing. I just don't know what it is. Stop thinking about the dollar sign and just think about what you want to do that's cool, that you're passionate about, that helps you and helps other people. You were dealing with those same thoughts yourself, feelings of dealing with rejection. Was that something that you knew you had to get over in order to be successful? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur growing up. But the thing is, I didn't carry through on those dreams of becoming the next Bill Gates or Thomas Edison. Was it because, you know, I, I had to feel like I didn't want to get rejected by my family uh, or by other people, by my friends. I felt like I had to live up to someone else's expectation. And all those years, it really, that fear really held me back. That was until when my first son was born, I felt if I couldn't do this, Back then, when I was in my early, well, I was in my early twenties or when I was a teenager, if I couldn't do it in my mid twenties, how can I do it now when I'm thirty years old as a father? You know, mm. so that's why. But instead of letting that become an excuse for me not to do it, it actually became a catalyst. I was like, "This is my last chance. I got to do it." So that's where I made the jump. Did you write out in advance all one hundred things you wanted to try, or did you just wake up that day and go, "Hmm"? No, no, I. I just came up with almost one idea a day, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I have a few ideas. I want to write them down. I will go to them. But yeah, I, I it's sometimes just spur of the moment. Can you share with us some of your favorites? Yeah, and one of them was I, I was driving to, you know, I, at the time I was doing my own startup, tech startup. I was driving to work. I, dr- I was get stuck in traffic on the highway. And uh, I saw there was a Krispy Kreme right next to the highway. I, you know, the big sign. So when I saw the sign, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go into Krispy Kreme and ask them to make me donuts that look like Olympic rings. That look like what? Olympic rings. Oh, the Olympic rings. Yeah, I guess that speaks a little bit slower when I get <laughs> too excited. But, you know, there's no way they can say yes to that, right? I'm just going to go there and get my rejection and feel good about myself. So I went in and uh, asked for it. And you know what? The shift leader took me very seriously. And she thought, you know, I was 
really need, needing for those special donuts. So she was writing down the color and trying to make it happen. So in 15 minutes, she gave me a box of donuts that looked like Olympic rings. And I just couldn't believe it. So, you know, I shared that video online and uh, it, it drew like over 5 million views from people. Wow. I will link to that in our show notes. What are some other ones? There's another one. Well, you told me that, that your husband's uh, like uh, family are all like uh, quarterbacks, right? Yeah. I come from a family of teachers, like from all the way from my great grandfather and from my grandpa and uh, father all the way down. We're all like either college professors or teachers. And I'm the one who kind of went away from the tradition. I want to be an entrepreneur. But it was important to me to actually be able to tell that I, I can teach a class. You know, it's almost fulfilling leg- family legacy. Mm-hmm. So one day I went to just I, I went to a, a local college that was UT Austin, <laughs> and I knock on the professor's door. Just someone I have no idea who who he was. I said, and I went in. I said, Hey, can I teach a class? <laughs> he was like, Are you trying to sell me something? I'm like, No, no, I'm serious. And I was actually prepared. I came up with an iPad and I, I wrote the lesson presentation before I went in because I was prepared. And then he saw it and he was very impressed. And it was about teaching people how to overcome the fear of rejection, of course. And uh, he said, okay, I can fit you in one of my classes. I think this thing will be valuable. Just a couple months later, I was teaching one of his classes. I just learned that if I... Oh my gosh. If I hadn't made that request and if I didn't... If I wasn't crazy to ask that, I don't know when in my life I will be able to teach a college class. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Yeah, so it's really just, if you don't ask, you will never know what's going to happen. If I remember in the TED Talk, you told the story about knocking on someone's door, like a, yes. a random person. I can't remember what you did, but I could picture it. And I had a soccer ball and I had a shin guards and cleats all decked out. And yeah, I, had no- I knock on a stranger's door and I ask him if I can play soccer in his backyard. <laughs> so yeah, I, I look pretty ridiculous, I'm pretty sure. How did you pick this person? I had no idea. I just, just, I'm like, one day I just had this idea, you know, uh, how do I get rejected today? Okay, I would go out and ask to play soccer in someone's backyard. And there's, there's, I'm just crazy. Hopefully I don't, I, I wouldn't get shot, you know? Right, so right. I, I just drove around and found a house and just went in. And, uh, and you know what? He, he said yes to that as well. I mean, after I finished, you know, bouncing soccer ball off my foot uh, in his backyard, I came out and I said, why do you say yes? Now I'm confused, you know, why would you say yes to that? And he, t- he told me, this thing is so, what you're asking is so off the wall, how can I say no to that? Oh my gosh. And, and then that moment I just learned, wow, there's so much more psychology that plays into when you ask people for something, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just about the request itself. Sometimes it's about how the other people feels and about your request and, mm-hmm. you know, he's feeling at that moment of the day and that took me to a path where, I found learning is more important than anything else. I got to learn this, uh, all these things. How do I make a request? How can I be confident? How do I maximize my chance to get a yes from people? You have changed your mindset. Like you make rejection fun. Yeah, I did. Because rejection has this evolutionary trait where, you know, where I guess a while ago we were like, we work in a group, we have to collaborate and and rejection almost means death because you're working on your own, you can't survive on your own. Mm. But nowadays, like we still have that fear of rejection, you know, Mm. this someone says no to us, that's probably one of the most painful words in English language. Because of that fear, we, we, we think this is a monster, this is a pain, we just reject ourselves all the time. I really kind of, um, by chance, I turned this thing into a fun journey. I made rejection fun. And all of a sudden, not only is it not painful, 
I found there are so many things that can happen after rejection if you just don't run away. Like what you just said, there's so many great things that can happen after rejection. Yes. What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, the first thing you want to ask someone, make a request, and they said no. The first thing you want to do is you want to just end the conversation. You want to run because mm-hmm. it's painful. It's very natural for us to do that. But if you fight that tendency and not run, sometimes it's really just the beginning of a negotiation. Mm. Uh, for example, when, when someone says no to you, you can ask them, hey, man, know the reason why. You know, I really want this, but man, know the reason. I, I want to make it happen. Is there anything I can do to make it happen? I can help you to make this happen. Are there any requirements that you have to meet for a yes? And sometimes when you show sincerity, when you show that you're willing to work with the other person, when you're asking these questions, you know, the, some, sometimes the other person will say, okay, I guess this means a lot to you. Let's see how we can make this happen. Mm. But if you know how to handle it, it might become a tool for you. That's the truth. It's great. I didn't even realize that there's some instances where I did ask why I was rejected. Um, and not because I was like, why was I rejected? But yeah. more so yeah. like, what do I need to do to make this happen? Like, so this is something that you want to say yes to. That's a great tip. So it's, it's like, ask why, not like why, but like yeah. under, understand what, what would make it so that this person goes, yeah, that's a win for me too. Right, right. Uh, sometimes when we make these requests, we feel like, you know, the other person is almost like an enemy, right? They are doing us a favor and, you know, I want to fight over that. No, we want to persuade the other person mm. through whatever it takes. And so we have this, like, I win, I want to win this thing. But the thing is, if you can know how this thing can benefit the other person by asking the right question, asking mm. why, and, and you can turn the other person into a collaborator, and then you are now attacking the same issue, trying to make something happen that, you know, that would benefit both of you instead of you trying to get something, just something from the other person. Great advice. Was there ever one of your days where you set out to be rejected and you like almost hoped you would be rejected because the thought of being accepted was kind of scary? Like, was there anything where someone said yes and you were like, oh no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there was once I was uh, traveling, I was uh, flying and I thought, you know, they do these safety announcements before the flights, right? That they're, they're boring. I mean, no one ever pay attention to that. If you right. pay attention to that, let me know. I'll, I'll be your friend because you're very detail oriented. <laughs> most people will just check their phones and, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to ask the flight attendant to see if I can make the flight safety announcement. And I would make it fun. I would make jokes. And I want to see if other people pay attention to it. So I asked the guy. And the guy was, it said, uh, you know what? I can't let you do that because, you know, there's by law, when they we're making an announcement, all customers have to be sitting in the seat. Hmm. And, but you know what? You can come to the front and say hi to our customers. I'm like, what? And now basically what he's asking is for me to go up there and to give a short speech, you know, <laughs> however long that was and without a purpose. I'm like, okay, I was hoping to get a no. I did not expect to get a this yes. Oh which is, my gosh. Yeah. So I had to walk up there and then it was scary. Uh, oh because, my gosh. What did you <laughs> what did you do? What did you talk about? Well, I'd come in and I said, Hey everyone, I'm, I'm not a customer. Uh, I mean I'm not a flight attendant, I'm just a customer. Everyone just started you know looking up at me. And I felt like someone thinking, Is he a terrorist? You know, I'm totally, just, yeah. I'm already under my seat. <laughs> and I said, you know what, uh, this is Southwest, which was the company that, that I was flying in. I like the company. They let me do this. They're really cool. And I like them. If you like them as well, you know, I, apparently you are, you're flying them. 
give them a sound, you know, just give them a round of applause. And, and they did. So, That's and, so cool. and uh, I got free drink, uh, free drink from the flight <laughs> attendant, I think. So. That's so great. And, and I was going to ask you if it was Southwest. It doesn't surprise me at all. That's a company with a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm actually inclined to try this again at a different company that's more rigid. Oh, dude, you have to. Yeah. That's so good. What do you think the biggest mistake, what's your number one tip for people when it comes to fear of rejection? You know, people will say this, that you shouldn't be afraid of rejection because the worst thing they can say is no, right? Actually, I don't think that advice is good because the worst thing you can do is when you say no to yourself, you're doing that silently by being in a comfort zone and not trying to make things happen. But as a result, you're rejecting yourself and you're getting ignored by the world. It might not feel as painful in that moment, but over the long run, you're gonna miss so many opportunities by not going out there and asking. Hey, so sorry, I don't wanna interrupt too long. I just wanna talk with you real quickly about Four Sigmatic. My name's Ashley Sweeney, and I'm the 131 Method Program Director and Lead Registered Dietitian. I just want to make sure that you've heard. You can get 15% off their products by just going to foursigmatic.com slash Elaine. As a dietitian, I love making sure that the products that we recommend are of the highest quality, that they're actually going to do good for your body, that they're going to improve your hormones, improve your gut health. What I love about Four Sigmatic is that they really put superfoods into the things that we're normally drinking anyway. Coffee, teas, cocos, lemonades. These things you can drink on their own or you can actually put them into smoothies. But what they do is they give you some energy without that buzz and that crash of normal coffee. And I really like the mushroom coffee because I feel like it gives me laser focus attention. They have an adaptogens. And so what that means is it helps your body adapt to stress. Um, Hello, we all need that. Maybe you want something to help you unwind or help your mind kind of de-stress after a long day. You might want to look for some of the Four Sigmatic drinks that have reishi mushrooms. Maybe some of the hot cocos, the chai, or the reishi elixir. Because those ones have been shown to support your body's sleep cycle. Does it taste like mushrooms? No, it doesn't. But I do feel like it has kind of a deeper, earthier, coffeeier taste, and I like that. But you can also mix it up with almond milk, maybe coconut creamer. You could use some MCT oil. Or however you'd normally make a warm cup of coffee or tea or in the summer months, try some of the chilled lemonade. I like that they also come in nice little individual packets so you can just take them on the go. We like to keep the Four Sigmatic products stocked in the office. If you want to try out the Four Sigmatic, the highest level of mushroom coffees, go to foursigmatic.com slash and you'll get 15% off. Okay, sorry I interrupted. Back to your podcast. If you want to chat more about this, go into the Pod Squad group on Facebook and I'll chat with you there. But go to foursigmatic.com slash and get your 15% off. Wow, you're telling the world to ignore you when you reject yourself. Absolutely. How many of us have this feeling like, I wish I would just go out there and try this and ask for this. And, you know, in some of the instances in our lives, we, we have this regret. And those are the, the moments that came only because we felt that pain, we anticipated that pain and we said no to ourselves. Mm. It's really about changing your mindset, I guess. And first of all, just asking for it. But then how is it you were able to like change your mindset? So you thought like, well, this is fun. I did this as a, an experiment uh, for myself. I wanted to, to learn, you know, how would I feel? How can I be not to be afraid of rejection? When you have that mindset, when you have to study yourself, right? In my case, I filmed myself and I had a kind of a hidden camera, but not, not really hidden, just, <laughs> but I filmed the whole experience. And afterward, I watched myself. 
And I learned so much about you know me, the other person by analyzing. And these are cringe-worthy moments, especially <laughs> especially for me. You know, like and uh, you you know this. It's tough to watch yourself on TV or in a video or hear yourself. Oh God, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> and but you have to do it because that's when you really improve by stepping out of yourself and observing and learning and progressing and you know also iterating. Yeah. I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of videos, not to brag, but I hold the Guinness Book of World Records for having done the most fitness videos. I say that because I want you to know, in the beginning, I watched every video and I tried to change everything I could about my skill and how I could connect better and just be myself better. And then it gets to a point where I'm, I'm distracted by things I can't change. You know what I mean? Like, it's just who I am, and it might bug me that my eyes are too close together, or I'm not tall, whatever it is, you know? And then what I realized is I still need to improve, so I would hire a coach to watch my videos and say, tell me what I can do to be more like me when Mm -hmm. I'm on camera. And that's another great suggestion I have for people who have a hard time. If you just have a hard time watching yourself, if you ask somebody else to give you some feedback, they're usually much nicer and they're going to give you more helpful feedback than sometimes we'll give ourselves. You know what? I will take you up uh, on, on that advice and ask your live first and go to my website called fearbuster.com. There are tons of videos out there with me getting rejected. Give me some tips. You know, I would love for you to hear from you to see how I can do better. No. Just kidding. (laughs) I would love to. I I like people who are coachable. So I am down with that, Ja. I promise you I will do that. I'll take you up on that. And I appreciate you asking for my help, I should say. I want to ask you, I mean, people ask me for things sometimes where I think to myself, gosh, they just, they didn't really do their research before they asked me this. And if they had just turned this in a little different way or done a little bit of research, they would have got a yes from me. How important is it for us if, you know, if we really do want a yes? What can we do before we make the ask? So, I mean, as you mentioned, doing research is actually really important. You have to know who you are talking to, learn from the other person. And also there's uh, targeting, right? So a lot of people feel like when they get rejected, they are getting rejected universally. When they hear one rejection, they're like, okay, they don't like it. The world doesn't like my stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe they try a few times that they feel like they don't get my stuff. But what you need to know is there are people who love what you're offering. There are people who hate what you're offering. And the vast majority of people who are kind of indifferent. What you want to do is not to turn haters into someone who loves what you're doing, but you want to target the people who have a high potential to like what you're doing. You can only do that by actually doing research and also experimenting and trying. So once you know your crowd, then you know these people have a higher chance to get a yes to you. But you only know them when you actually go out and ask. So, you know, I instantly, I know that, you know, Shalene, you and I will, you know, we can connect because what we're advocating are something very similar. That's you right. Know, yeah, so I know you will love my message and because I love your message. And so I tell people, do, go out and do your research. So good. Is there a way to ask for things that is going to give us a higher likelihood of success that will get a yes? Absolutely. There are, there are quite a few ways. And okay. I'll, uh, I'll mention one of them. It's the magic word of because. Mm. When you say, when you ask someone, hey, so-and-so, can I do this because I need this for whatever reason, that word because will g- give you a much higher chance 
to get a yes. So they did this experiment, a very famous one, it's called the Xerox experiment, where they had a line, you know, they, they do the experiment at, at this line of people waiting in front of a Xerox machine trying to make copies. They had some guy who just go on there randomly and say, hey, can I cut in front of you? They just ask that question. Wow. Actually, actually, more than half of the people will say yes. You know, because people, one, they're nice, two, they don't want confrontation. So, you know, more than half of people will say yes because you asked. So maybe there's 60% of people who say yes to that. But if you say, hey, may, may I use the, you know, may I cut in front of you because I'm in a hurry and I need to get somewhere. My then, wife is having a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And more than 90% of people will say yes. Wow. Because, again, people are more are helpful. So you want to use the word because when you make a request. And we often overlook that because we, we think, you know, maybe I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to, maybe the other person already know the reason. It's so obvious. Maybe I just want to focus on the request itself, but focus on the reason of you making that request. Do you watch Shark Tank? I do. Okay. I watched an episode, maybe it was like last week, where there was a, a young student on and he was representing an app that he had partnered in developing that helped other students find scholarship money. Mm. And he kind of went through the whole process of it. And as you know, a couple of the sharks are from the tech space. And so you could kind of see they were taking notes and they were just about to ask all of those like really specific questions, which they have insider information on to be able to evaluate, like, is this a decent deal or not? And just when they kind of started to look like they were maybe all going to say no, Mm -hmm. someone said, why is this important to you? And he said, And his eyes welled up with tears and he said, because I've had to do this myself and I was raised by a single mother Mm. and we struggled and I didn't have money to go to college and I had to do the research myself and I I had to prove that there are other kids out there from the streets who don't have the type of economic situation where they can go to college and I want them to. And he just got so emotional and before anyone could say anything, both Lori and Damien said, The answer is yes. Here's the full amount that you're asking for. And then they were actually fighting over who would say yes to him. And that is because because he shared his why. He shared his why. I mean, so you can call it your your because. Don't forget to say because or but it's the why. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's your story. It is. I mean, we have the world, we have so many ideas or we're inundated with ideas every day, you know, new products and new uh, advertising, um, you know, new pitches. But if you can agree, if you can empathize or sympathize with the why, that's what makes the what mm-hmm. and how much easier. So if we're going to recap this, because I know we're coming up on the end of our time together, you've got to ask for it. You have to explain to people why, or don't forget to say, the reason why I'm asking this is because, and then you said, you know, don't just take a no and run away or hide, embrace that. And are there any other tips you can share with us to help us, you know, really kind of change our mindset about that fear of rejection? Absolutely. Rejection is one of the best exercising tools for you. Mm -hmm. That's how you really change the mindset. You turn it around. Instead of seeing rejection as some sort of a setback, I mean, they could be, I'm not saying they're not, but if you have the mindset to say, rejection is actually my friend, because you know you're going to get rejected. You know the people who are, anyone who wants to succeed in something will get rejected. Mm. But if you use that as a tool to get to where you want to be, 
that's where you really make the mindset. So I, I, I say the re- make rejection your dumbbell. You know, when you when you get rejection, don't let it drop. Don't you know use it to exercise your courage and your charisma and they're not born. Those things, I mean, we, we think that they're like, this guy's born charismatic and that guy isn't. This guy's born courageous. No, I mean, these things are, you can learn. You learn, you gain those muscles, courage muscles by getting rejected, by asking for things that, that that's outside of your comfort zone and keep doing it until what's outside of your comfort zone becomes your comfort zone. It does build that muscle, just like confidence. It's one of those things that it doesn't develop unless you're using it yeah, go out and get rejected and have fun doing it. That's such a great message. Ja, how can we learn more about your book? Uh, yeah, if you go to fearbuster.com, fearbuster, it was singular, fearbuster.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's easy to remember, lifers. Really, I can't think of a nicer guy or a better message. This is one of those things that if you can just change the way you view it, success is, is simple. I mean, thank you, Charlene. I mean, in, in the end, I, I love what you're doing because you, you know that if you can help people to become more fit, to become more confident, to build their own tribes, you can change the world in some way, right? So the, yeah. is there success that, is there success, is there a life that changes lives that motivates you? And I feel the same thing. Think about if we're not afraid of rejection anymore, if we just feel, become less afraid, you know, how many more dreams can we realize, you know, and how many cool ideas can we make it happen you know how many more love stories can we 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 can tell so just if you're not afraid of rejection anymore the opportunity is limitless that's the truth so absolutely congratulations to both you and your wife and ja thank you so much for being on the shaleen show thank you okay so i i love hearing from you guys when you you know, a particular episode has really touched you or it's moved you or it's had a profound impact or, you know, just anything like that. That's the kind of stuff that really keeps me inspired to keep podcasting. That's why I devote so much time to this. So thank you to those of you who have been super active in our pod squad. By the way, there's a link you will find to our pod squad below all of our episodes. Just click on that. It'll take you right to Facebook. It's a free group. You're just going to have to answer a few questions to prove that you're actually a regular listener. P.S. My name is pronounced Shaleen. Like, shut the door, Shaleen. Anyways, this is a message that I got from one of our Pod Squad members, Jane Wilson, after hearing my original interview with Ja Jing. Okay, check this out. Super funny. Hi, Shaleen. My name is Jane Wilson. I hope you're doing well and having a wonderful day. I have a story to share with you, and I promise to be brief and get right to the point. In 2015, you recorded a podcast called Rejection Rocks with Jay Jing. And I loved this podcast. I listened to this episode multiple, multiple times. And I really enjoyed how Jay broke it down on how he faced 100 days of rejection. And that podcast almost in a way conditioned me for facing rejection. So for the past two and a half years, I have been working on becoming a public speaker and becoming an expert on helping women to feel strong and confident and vibrant in their life. And I have been facing so much rejection in conference submissions, TED Talk submissions, and so forth. And that podcast that you recorded with Xi Jing helped me get conditioned for it. So every single time I'd be rejected, 
with a submission rejection, which happens. I just kind of brush it off and keep moving forward. I'm like, that's what Zhe Jing did. He brushed it off and he kept moving forward. And it really helped me. Now, here's what's cool about this. On the weekend, the weekend that we just passed, I was invited out to a very secretive, selective mastermind group that my friend runs for speakers. And Scott Stratton is a great speaker. And he invited me out. He says, Jane, you're doing the work. I see that you're working. I see you're moving forward. Come to this group so that we can help you level up. And this group was so generous and caring and sharing all their information. And I'm like an implementer. If someone's giving me information and they're giving me free advice, I'm going to use it and move forward to honor their time. Here's what happened. At the dinner, I'm sitting beside this gentleman. We're having this great conversation about life. And I was sharing with him how I handle rejection, how I listened to your podcast back in 2015 with this guy named Zhe Jing, and it helped me condition to handling rejection. And I brush it off and keep moving forward because if this guy can handle 100 days, I can keep handling 100 rejections. The gentleman looked at me and he said, you're talking about me. I'm Zhe Jing. And that was the podcast I recorded with Shalene back when my book was coming out. I had no idea that it was Zhe Jing who I was talking to, that the gentleman was Zhe Jing because I never saw his face. I only heard his voice through your podcast. And his name tag just said Jay. So I didn't see the last name. There was no last name. Thank you so very much for introducing me to this gentleman who now I know and had a great conversation. And he has asked me, he said, he goes, I want you to keep moving forward. And every single time you face rejection, message me and keep moving forward. And let's see where you will be a hundred days from now. I really wanted to share that with you because Shalene, you have helped me so much in my life. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Cheers. 